What up? Welcome to episode 96 of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, ready to talk some wrestling. Huge, huge night last night on AEW Dynamite. The King has returned, Kenny Omega, back in action. We're going to get to that. We have a huge CM Punk uh, rift between Hangman Adam Page and John Moxley to get to. And there was a stunning match, too, between Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia. They just keep putting on these stellar matches and can't wait to talk about it with the fellas here. But before we get to the good stuff, let's introduce the boys real quick. Over in Glendale, somebody who keeps it regal, my guy Steve Grobschmidt. What up, Grabby? How are you? Scissor me, daddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gets me every time. I'm a sucker for that shit. <laughs> That was a good scissors, too, that they had last night. They had that on the Instagram highlights that I caught. I watched it several <laughs> times. <laughs> it's a very strange uh, set of events, but I'm willing to go with it. Yeah, we'll see what story comes with it, too. It'll be cool. I'm into it. All right, let's go down to Bayview, talk to my guy. He keeps it freshly squeezed. He's feeling good, Mr. Matt Michelson. What up, Matt? JR, let me tell you something about Kenny Omega. He's the god of wrestling. Whether he's at 30%, 40%, he's still the best in the world. <laughs> I miss Don Callis. I never thought I'd say that on this podcast. Hey, I'm it's, just glad you, you came over to the right side, bro. There was always room on that bandwagon for you. Big, big night last night. But before we get to that, we got to introduce my guy. Oh, my God! It's Charlie Michael. What's up, Charlie? What's going on? Stop me when I'm lying. That was Punk's big line last night. Kept stop me when I'm lying. When I'm lying. Yeah, that's right. He didn't oh. say that a bunch stop, of times. Stop me when I'm lying. When he's calling out Moxley. He's calling stop out. Me yeah. When... You're not even stop. the best John. You're not. Yeah, oh, it's so good. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to get to that. When... <laughs> stop me when I'm lying. Yeah. That was an intense promo, man. Um, fire. It's bringing the heat. Yeah. Yeah, it's really heating up on our way to All Out coming up pretty soon in about two weeks here. Um, but before we talk about that, we need to talk about Kenny Omega going. We were kind of chatting before uh, Wednesday night. It could have been even Tuesday. I can't remember precisely, but it was pretty much confirmed that Kenny was in the building, ready to go. When did he exactly come out? Because at, my DVR messed up and I didn't get to see the whole Dynamite. When did he debut? Was it at the top of the show or later? Main event. Yeah, it was the main event. Yeah, main event. It was a long main event, though. It was almost half hour. So he came out right at about, what would that have been, 8, 8.30 or so? Yeah, I'd say about 8.30 Central Standard Time. Yes. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, the Dapper Yapper, like, just set it up great, got the crowd. Li- I mean, his intro is always long, but, I mean, he no, really, you know, <laughs> set it up good. And I love the shots of the crowd. You saw people just, like like squealing inside and like just had all like just ready to explode so there's a kid there's a kid in the crowd that yeah there's a kid in the crowd going nuts from the moment cm punk comes out the kid was just jumping and when kenny came out he was just going nuts i love it yeah it's 
that's what about what's all about pure joy and happiness yeah. in AEW last night. Fan for life there now. Big time. Yeah, so we saw Don Callis come out, and uh, so Kenny Omega is teaming up with the Young Bucks for the trios titles in the tournament. They went up against Andrade's team. They ended up winning and advancing. So now that really sets up a pretty – they're on one side of the bracket, and who we think is going to be maybe winning the trios title is the House of Black. We might see those two teams in the finals now, which will be a hell of a match, right? I think so. Yeah. I I was sort of fantasy booking this entire tournament in my head last night, and you got to believe that Kenny and the Bucks are going to be in the finals. Um, yes. I could also see uh, – well, it was just announced, I think, United Empire is one of the trios, which is Will Ospreay and a couple of his buddies. I mm. mean, how cool would it be to see Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega square off? As that might be the next round. Yeah, it, yeah, it very bad. well could be. So, I don't know. I To me, that almost feels like the match you'd want to save for All Out. But even if we see it on Dynamite, hey, how awesome is AEW right now? It's so good to have the the top guys back. Exactly. Yeah, it's so stacked. It was so good, too, when it went away because it really made these um, younger guys step up, fill fill the shoes. I'm sure they were under a lot of pressure, and I thought a lot of them rose to the occasion. It was still a really, really entertaining show, but adding Kenny, Callis, CM Punk, Danielson back, I mean... We're going full speed ahead uh, right now in AEW. And um, will Kenny keep up on that train that's going full steam ahead? (laughs) He looked a little rusty, maybe a little winded. I saw not the entire match, but some of the highlights, and it looked like he was laboring a little bit. I mean, he was off for nine months. He said, and I watched uh, this clip after when the the camera went off. Kenny Kenny addressed the crowd for around five minutes. He said, you know he's really questioning even coming back, so could be a could be just a little bit of a work to a little dramatics. He could be really really banged up. He didn't take off his shirt either, so maybe he was under all that uh, therapeutic tape that's that wrestlers like to wear, or maybe a intense cupping impression. Yeah, yeah, who knows? So that was kind of interesting. Maybe he was uh, hiding something underneath yeah. the shirt. I think there's that. I think that's part of it. I would say there's a little bit of that going on. At the same time, when he came out, I don't know if you guys remember, but before he went off TV back in November, Kenny was out of shape, like noticeably out of shape for Kenny Omega. Um, But when he came out last night on Dynamite, even with the compression shirt on, his body looks a lot different, like like muscular. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yes, some of this is true for sure. I mean, he's definitely still probably finishing up rehabbing some injuries. But at the same time, I got to believe that this is just kind of a slow burn for him to make his way back and get back to how he used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I had a lengthy conversation just before the this recording with my uh, with friend of the show, uh, um, Gary, Gary, my good friend. Yeah, okay. But we were talking about this because, you know, I was like, you know, how much of it's at work, how much of it's real. And I think we both settled in on that. It's yeah, somewhere in between, like. He's probably not 100% Kenny Omega five-star match in a singles match, but I do think he was ramping it up with the, you know, clutching his chest and like, and um, like kind of flubbing moves. I even think some of the move flubs, I don't necessarily believe were real, but I think this is just the perfect setup. He's probably got ring rust. He's probably not 100%, but he's probably 
pretty good, but not ready to put on singles matches with Kenny Osprey or with Osprey and that. So what better way than the trios thing? Like it's a perfect way to him warm back up and kind of get back into the swing of things. So yeah, I think I myself have settled into little column A, column B that he's not a hundred percent, but he's probably a lot more closer to that than he was letting on yesterday. Mm-hmm. Charlie, what's your take on the situation here with Kenny? Uh, he probably had a little ring rust. Um, he, he, yeah, it's easier to come back doing trios, get in shape, and then um, be ready for when um, what happens for after all all in. You know, he looked he looked pretty good to me. Like you said, he has a little sure he has some ring rust. He's been out almost a year, so mm-hmm. it's been a while. I do agree with you, Steve. I like the idea of bringing him back as part of the trios group just because Kenny's one of those guys, even already, you can tell fans are like, put a belt on this guy. He's our, he's our champion, right? Um, But with all the cool stuff going on at at that, on the upper card with John Moxley, CM Punk, who knows who else is going to come back into the picture. Um, Actually, we might touch on that here in a little bit. I have some fantasy booking I'll run by you guys. But I think it is great to have Kenny in the trio's title picture. If for no other reason, then it doesn't create this weird tension in the main event where we have Punk and Moxley, but maybe deep down everybody's thinking, oh, God, I wish it was Kenny, you know. So, like, it kind of keeps fans' minds off of that, too, which I think is a good thing. Definitely. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll spend a whole section of a show coming up on the predictions for the um trio's title but i mean they can go so many different ways with that but yeah i love the idea of kenny and the bucks they could be the first trio's champion and then that title is like prestigious right out of the gate but yet if it was the house of black it's going to be prestigious so i mean they really got a lot to work with here and they could have punk and or they could have omega and the young bucks poised to win the title and then adam cole and company cost them i mean that's what i just love about this whole setup is that they can go five six seven different ways and it'll all work great yep i'm liking um you know the house of black is just a house of killers basically they're huge dominant just brutal wrestlers they brutalize people adding kenny now into a team to compete against them now it's like okay where it's 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 finally like a question before it was like without a doubt no one stopping the house of black so it, it, it's going to be a really cool dynamic if that is how the final shake out to be and i'm liking the long hair on kenny too it, the shoulders are looking broad. Have a little more extra lettuce draping down on the back. It's looking good. It's looking <laughs> extra kind. lettuce. I like it. Uh, yeah. Little hockey talk for y'all. Right like around the it. corner, too. Preseason in about a month and 20 days or something like that. I don't know. Who's counting, though? <laughs> it's the golden but, era of sports when we got, like, all these like the NFL coming, hockey, yeah, basketball. Coming. Yeah. Yeah. We need to get to the CM Punk uh, news right now we 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 recently saw him come back we took the week off last week guys as you all noticed probably uh cm punk did make his debut back so two huge debuts or returns in two straight weeks on the show um and he's already stirring the pot i mean cm punk is known to rattle the cages and shake the system and he's already uh causing some waves so uh for people that didn't see the show like me Somebody set it up for us. What happened last night with CM Punk? How did this go? Steve-O? Um, yeah, sure. So he came out, you know, kick off uh, Dynamite and massive pop, as you'd expect. 
came out and seemed genuinely like, you know, he's, he made some comment about how I look at you guys, such a great reaction. You're making me crack a smile. But then he cut straight to business. I think before he even uttered the name John Moxley, he said something about how he was feeling like uh, taking on, you know, some home, like one of the uh, hometown guy that like he's got a receipt for. So I forget how he worded it, but essentially he called out Hangman Adam Page to come out for an impromptu match right then and there. Sat in the ring, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then he's like, you know, and again, I don't remember the exact words, but something to the effect of, you know, cowboy shit, more like chicken shit, like that sort of thing. And kind of calling out, and he called out Paige a few more times for being a coward. And then he went into this like super edgy, like slam on Moxley. And he was bringing up without saying names, like all the guys he's wrestled before that were like better than him. Like he was in alluding to, he was alluding to WWE guys, essentially in WWE matches, even said something at one point about how he won a title in that arena against a John who's far better than like the John, you know, Moxley. And he's referring to Cena. So, I mean, yeah, I, I'm trying to remember, I don't know if Charlie or Matt, you remember, but there were other references to WWE guys that he made. Like, and, um, like Kofi Kingston. Kofi, yeah. He said like, is he, he took shots at, uh, Eddie Kingston. Yeah. And then he said something like, he's not the best Eddie I wrestled, and he's not even the best Kingston I wrestled, which was just yeah. a beautiful line. And then, I mean, Moxley came out, but then, like, Punk was even, like, like he's like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, like, kind of ripping on how long it takes Moxley to get to the ring. Yeah, he's like, And he yeah. started doing snow angels in the ring, waiting for Moxley to make his way down. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, then they just went back and forth. And it was, um, yeah, it was pretty intense. Like, I mean... It's one of those that's like probably steeped a little in reality a little, but I mean, those are two pros, but they were just spitting fire at each other. Sounds like such a cool segment. I admittedly missed the first 14 minutes, I think, of the show. Oh, that's, yeah, it was insane. Yeah. It was that great. was some of the best promo work. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's everything I've heard today, but I did see that it's all out on YouTube now. So I'm sure, sure we're done is. recording tonight. And for those of our listeners out there who haven't heard it yet, go check it out. I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube channel. Oh, yeah, they got it on Twitter, everything, yeah. Yeah, it's worth it. It's great. It's great. You can tell Punk was pissed. That let off dynamite then, huh? Yep. Yep. And um, awesome. I guess to get right into it, I and mean, Charlie broke it to us, but it's out there all over the place that, like, the, the report and Meltzer and maybe Alvarez and others said that, like, everybody they talked to, the Punk thing about Pangman and calling him out was, like, unscripted kind of business for himself. Um, I just in my heart of hearts cannot believe that true. Like, I don't think they'd let him go that long doing that. Like, and why would he do it? I mean, he's, has Punk uh, ever been? You don't remember when, uh, when Hangman had the belt and, uh, he cut a promo a while ago, a talk with him and, uh, Punk were going in and he said, you know, that he's acting like he's a nice guy in the, in the back and, and all this stuff, and he said that people know who he is or stab, backstabbing him or whatever. You know, they're saying, you know, he's acting like this nice guy. And that, from that point on, Punk is Punk has been pissed about it. And he mm-hmm. never got the chance to to go back into it. I don't know that he went into it last night. Yeah, I I was thinking about that too. I I saw some reports about that today. And Steve, like you said, I think I heard Meltzer talking about it. Um, yep. So and, he's, and Sean think, Ross Sapp did too. Right. I think there's two things behind this. First is, yeah, he's probably going into business for himself. Um, and there, it probably is a little bit of a shoot, I would think. At the same time, I immediately think, okay, let's say Punk retains against Moxley. 
and maybe they don't want to run it back at all out. I do feel that like that would be kind of a cheap angle for the pay-per-view. Like who wants to see like a rematch that just, you know, of a match that took yeah. place a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so if punk does retain, I could see suddenly MJF coming back into the picture. Two guys who both maybe real life have problems with AEW um, yeah. and have a history of good matches. And they've yet to have a third match, which I feel like in pro wrestling is just like, it's going to happen. So that could be one way they end up booking this. I don't know. I mean, we haven't heard I don't know. MJF in months, so it's hard to say. Um, but that's the first point I was going to make. The second was with Punk coming back, he's got to he's got to come back as a heel. I, I mean, he's always been a face ever since joining the company. He's clearly much better as a heel. Yesterday uh, felt really heelish. Right. It felt really heelish. And also, you know, if he does retain and then let's say by some chance he retain, retains against MJF as well, um, you know, then it kind of gets back to, okay, well, who else is he going to wrestle? Um, I mean, Hangman is like probably the next guy in his orbit, I think, at this point. They said today that him and Hangman are, are not even close to schedule to be, be to do any interaction at all. So that's who's that? Punk and Hangman Page? and Punk, yeah, Punk, yeah. Punk and Page, yeah. So that's not even an option, I don't think. That's that's interesting, especially when they're trying to make something like that happen on TV, or they're just they know it's not going to happen, so they're taking shots at each other. I don't know. Well, that's Punk. Punk. I mean, the the thing is, Punk did it on his own. Mm-hmm. He just they had no idea about it. Punk was, in, I mean, literally, Hangman was in catering. John Silver texted out a pic like he's in <laughs> Hangman's in catering. It, it was. I saw that too. There was no <sighs> nobody knew about it except for Punk. So there, there was there's nothing there because I listened to Wrestling Observer today and I, I Brian Alvarez and I'm sure Alvarez and Meltzer know. Mm-hmm. what's going down but they won't say they know what's happening i think but he said there's nothing going on with hangman and this at all and he just went he just wanted to get back on hangman for whatever for what he said yeah he said there's nothing there it's gonna take more for me to believe this than batting 500 Meltzer. uh the guy's been doing it forever man he's yeah got but he's, he's been wrong a lot and then when he's wrong, half the time he just doesn't acknowledge it, or he's like, "Well, that's what I was told." So it could be fed to him. I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know. know. Some WWE stuff, but he's been he's been right about almost a lot of the AEW stuff, and they got good connections there. We shall see. I will it believe. Is, uh... I, I I will be on the first on this show to admit I'm wrong, but I'm gonna just put my line in the sand right now and say. 100% storyline. All right. I'm saying it right now. I, I firmly okay. believe that. I don't think they'd have, I, I think they would have done something differently. But it's one thing if he came out and it's like, you know, took some cheap shot at Hangman, but to do the whole sit in the ring, wait, like they would something, I don't know. That's a long latitude of a uh, going into business for yourself. This program is pretty interesting. I think Steve just made me that much more interested in it because now I really want to see how it plays out to see if he's right or not. And I honestly keep, don't keep, have keep any idea. I have no idea what's going to happen next week. I am no longer convinced that it's going to be Moxley and Punk at uh, All Out. In fact, I, I if I were to bet man, I would say they're they're they might just resolve that next week and either MJF, like you said, comes in because MJF Punk at All Out 
to me is bigger than is bigger than punk moxley punk moxley's great and yesterday they spit fire but they're both baby faces at least right now until some crazy shit happens moxley or uh punk mjf is is gold because you know mgf we haven't seen in forever punk got his title those dude they had their feud that sort of got resolved but like you said it's not you know not in the traditional sense i think that would be a brilliant main event they could go the hangman thing and that's but but i hangman is just too cold right now with it like ever since he lost the title and he's just wasting his time with dark order they'd have to do something maybe and again if i'm sticking by what i'm saying and yesterday was a work maybe that's the start of something but hangman's pretty cold right now to be the main event and all out right true yeah and um lots so i'm pretty convinced that punk is gonna win this coming wednesday i don't know if we mentioned that just yet that the unification of the belts is going to be taking place um next wednesday on dynamite punk versus moxley um, to see who is going to be the true AEW champion. I'm pretty convinced it's going to be Punk too, Because lots of times Moxley does his best promos when he knows he's going to lose. And this was probably one of his better promo. I mean, the guy doesn't really have a bad promo. but Not lately. Equally as intense. Yeah, ever since rehab. Maybe he's, um, you know, got just like a new fire in life. I yeah, think. a different fire. Yeah. Maybe he's maybe less foggy less hungover i don't know maybe he's just taking the craft of the mic skills that much more serious because i think they even said it in the promo back and forth to one another like those are the two two of the best and they went toe to toe and yeah they captivated the audience masterfully i i I think you're kind of correct there mike i john moxley's done some interviews on the sessions with his wife renee paquette and he was actually on there recently and talked a lot about why he got sober and what it's been like before and after before he was talking about how he would come out every week and all his mind would be on the whole time was getting done with the show so he could go chug some drinks and kind of get back to his normal state. Um, But ever since sobering up, I mean, that's not, you got to think that's not in the back of his mind anymore. So Mm -hmm. since that's not clouding his thoughts, maybe that just, makes him that much more focused and sharp and you know he's just he's dialed in i mean everything he says all his promos have been phenomenal his matches have been better the guy's really on a roll well with that being said now too matt what if we did have a sober john moxley champion too like is there any way john retains and then who would he face at all out is there any storyline going there at all because we're all saying CM Punk's lock. I mean, it does make sense. I mean, wrestling, you know, how wrestling goes. He's come back. He's beloved. It's going to be in Chicago. I mean, there's no way it could happen, but who would wrestle Moxley at All Out, would you think? (sighs) Nothing, right? MJF would be the only thing if he fucked up the match next week and pissed off Moxley. And, you know, like, yeah, otherwise Moxley's been so embroiled with the inner circle lately that he's kind of got a clean slate right now other than Punk. The only other option I can think of maybe is, uh, you know, in the last couple of weeks, if, if Moxley does lose to Punk and has no direction for whatever reason, Blackpool Combat Club's always doing cool stuff. So put them in like a trios match against some other team and you're good to go. Um, actually, though, Blackpool Combat Club's in the trios tournament, aren't they? No. Well, they don't think so. They're wow. not. And obviously neither is Adam Cole's team. But um, yeah, it's Great. like, 
yeah like the dark orders in there um orange cassidy and crew versus that the truth busters or whatever their new names are that's like the other side and then and then it's osprey's team and i can't remember who they're facing um penta penta could um could adam cole could adam cole potentially go for the championship this soon at all which which storyline uh either i against moxley or punk because we're saying if mjf isn't if mjf is not in the picture he would be the only guy i think they've been i i think they're like whoever like let's just say um the elite win the trios title they're going right into it with the uh undisputed elite i think i think that's the trajectory of those those trios that's just my opinion i think adam cole and company are going after the young bucks okay and kenny yeah sorry i'm kind of no, it's fine. Uh, it's projecting what we do here. us in a lot of different directions and stuff. I'm just trying to figure out. I think it's real hard. Like your question makes it real hard to imagine a John Moxley going into All Out as the champ, because there's really nothing that like, there's no follow up. So it mm-hmm. almost has to be Punk. Obviously, it's his hometown. I mean, that's reason enough. Charlie, you got any like interesting bookings for either way? How it would yeah. play out if Mox yeah, won? Or... I have no idea how they're gonna go, but I. I, I, I'd be surprised. I don't know if the Punk could lose next week. I don't know. But I can't see Punk not being in the main event in Chicago and not winning in Chicago. Put it this way. If Punk loses next week, then then I'll start backpedaling on my uh, I think it's all a work because then it's, it feels like punishment because how the hell do you not have Punk as the champ in Chicago? So if they take the belt off him, something's wrong. <laughs> and as great as Moxley is, Punk, I think, ultimately is a bigger draw because I'd be much more interested. Oh, yeah. In Chicago, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's, Punk's I'm, the biggest star, dude. Punk's a, I mean, Moxley's a made man, too, but I think, yeah, he doesn't necessarily need to go. Like, one, Chicago, Chicago, and Punk's Punk, but Moxley doesn't really need to win that belt right now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the tickets are all sold. It's all about the, it's all about the pay per view sales. Pay per view yeah. Point. So I'm just trying to think what, how can they really shake things up in these last two weeks? So we're going to have to pay attention. I know I'm going to have my DVR totally resolved. <laughs> so I don't miss it. Cause I don't know what the hell happened. Well, that's the beauty of it. I mean, it's not AEW, it's WWE style, but it's not AEW style to not deliver on that match. They promised next week, but that doesn't mean there can't be shenanigans up to the wall. I mean, nobody's going to really be disappointed if you have your title match next week and MJF just ruins it with an interference. So that's a f- possibility here, but um, I don't think they're not going to go through with the match. So that makes it just infinitely intriguing. You think that I mean it's probably definitely going to be a main event, so it should be, um, yeah, yeah. Depending on how much time they give them, uh, maybe the last three minutes was something big to lead you into the last dynamite before the all out. Uh man, that'd be crazy. I just isn't dynamite I... in Chicago too, right? Right before yep. all out. Oh, everything the week before is. Yep. Bubba okay. Ray says, Bully, Bubba Ray says like this: if they kick off. Dynamite with that with that title match. There's going to be a definitive winner. If they don't, it could be yeah. uh, up in the air. So it all depends. Dude, on... We're desperately out of time. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what happened. That something yeah. crazy is going to happen. So yeah. they got uh, eyes on the product, and they said Tony. Those guys with Tony they said 
Tony has a plan. So, yeah, it's not flying by the seat of his plans. He, no. he has an idea of where he's going mm-hmm. or what he yeah. wanted to do. So. Especially for some big show like All Out. They they know what they're doing. Yeah, historically, they, they sometimes leave main event matches. They lead them off with the show. They they sometimes. do, yeah. Ba- back yep. in Ken- when the Kenny and uh, Danielson had their hour-long match. And, yep. Uh, that was just so epic. There's been lots of times. So, okay, guys, we're just going to have to wait and see. Hopefully, we've uh, teased you enough to get you uh, uh, to watch next week, and there's probably going to be an interesting rampage. But before Friday, we got to talk about this uh, Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia match. This is the second time uh, these two went at it. Uh, the first time was just incredible. Must have been like two, three weeks ago. It's hard to say when it was. I can't remember exactly. I think it was three but... weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, Garcia took it against Danielson, which was just, okay, one, well-deserved, but two, very surprising. Um, So Danielson had his chance to get back at Garcia, and it was a best-of-three-falls match, I think it was, that I saw. Mm -hmm. So we usually know how those goes. It usually always goes three falls. Um, I don't know how long the match was, but... Uh, who can tell us uh, about it a little bit here? What what was your guys' opinions on this match? I can give you guys a little bit of the play-by-play. So um, sure. the match I know spanned probably three commercial breaks. It was a, it was a longer match. Um, I want to say, I, I think I heard a report earlier today that it was somewhere around either 27 or 37 minutes. Um, and I, I think it might have been 37 minutes, actually, which surprisingly isn't too long for a two-out-of-three falls match. Um, I think these guys did a really good job with the TV time they had. Um, the first fall, Daniel Garcia puts Daniel Bryan, or excuse me, Brian Danielson to sleep, which we saw a few weeks ago. So right away you start to think, oh man, Daniel Garcia is just on a roll. Like this guy's like two for two, two, for two against Brian Danielson so far. So we saw that. Um, they go to a commercial break. Danielson starts to build back, uh, ends up getting the second fall during a commercial break. So when they come back, it's now on to the third fall, which really caught me by surprise because suddenly. Wait, like, did he? I, I remember he seeing it. Okay, okay. I mean, I know it was picture, but picture. what it was, but it was as a, as a super fluke. Like, you yeah, know, he, he was in a him, he, he was in a move, it. and he yeah, he reversed it, and it was like oh, you know, just like a completely whatever out of nowhere. The, that dragon slayer move or whatever he calls it, he reversed yeah. it and pinned him. Nice, such a such a great move. Um, but yeah, so then we saw the third fall later on in the match. Daniel Garcia is just kind of a bloody mess by the end. Yeah. Um, and you could tell both these guys really gave it their all. And at the end of this match, I remember thinking to myself, wow, that was, that was just great. Um, it's one of those things with these kinds of matches where sometimes I end up thinking more about the match than I end up feeling for the match. Um, this one, I feel like I, I don't know. I'm somewhere in the middle on it. Like it was a phenomenal match. Well worked. I don't know how I felt about it, but I do know that the post-match angle, I felt a lot, um, but we'll we'll talk more about that here once we talk about the match. I think the words I'm trying to think of the words I used to you guys, but it was like tense for me. It's like you know, it's obviously wrestling and everything, but they do such a good job. It's like when Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson's getting like the crap kicked out of him, you start to feel like, oh my god, like he's really hurt, even though I really know he's not. But I think that's just like how well the first match in this trio or these trio of falls played out where it's like oh my god like this is just brutal and it was just it was so well done i mean these are just it's just you know one of the all-time greats against this real up-and-comer um 
even in loss, Garcia is just like so set now. I mean, the fans were chanting his name. It's just like this is AEW at its best when you when you're when you're showing the mastery of a legend, but also bringing up the next generation. And mm-hmm. I just yeah, I mean, it's just such a great story, like beginning to end. I've heard a lot of talk about Brian Danielson being one of the best of all time, and you make a really good point, Steve. His selling is so believable that it instantly makes you feel for him. And then when he starts to come back, like he does, I don't know how he does it, but it always seems like just the right amount of time, the right pacing. The guy truly is great. Like every match he's had in AEW since he started has been noteworthy. So I I get excited every time he's on TV, just because I know that he could wrestle anyone. He could wrestle pretty Peter Avalon and it'd probably be amazing. So Speaking it. of pretty Peter Avalon, Speaking, Charlie, nobody said Charlie ever. sent us uh, a, a a note to for us to check out All Elite, and I don't I don't watch it enough, and I should. But there was a music video with Pretty Peter Avalon. Did you see this, Charlie, or remember it when he was doing like Pretty Peter's? Like it was a really catchy tune. It was like a music video yeah. on one of the episodes. I probably missed it. Missed it. It was like two or whenever you sent us that note, I forget yeah. how it went. We're gonna have to find it though, because it was freaking good. And I, I think I saw it. I wanted to oh, text he, you guys. He's hilarious, I think I had my hands he really is. Yeah. <laughs> he's awesome. So shout out, pretty Peter Avalon. Maybe we'll he'll get we'll get him on the show someday. I think there's a yeah, there's a reason why a guy like that who's never going to really advance beyond dark and like what is that the wingman is still there. Mm-hmm. I think he just brings intangibles. Like he just yeah. is really good at what he does. Oh, he's probably fun as hell backstage, you know. He's probably ribbing the boys and pulling pranks. He's, he's there for a reason. Time. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he does he have a more than just a wrestling role? Cuz I know like QT Marshall, he just got promoted. He's like got a key role backstage. Um I don't know if Pretty Peter's got some sort of mentorship role. I don't know, but I could I wouldn't surprise me. Maybe I'll reach out to him. See what he says. <laughs> no, see what he do. has I think coming you should. up. You should, if we you got a, uh, yeah, we're approaching, um, you know, our hundredth episode. Wouldn't it be cool if we got him on the show? Who knows? So with that too, gang, for all you listeners out there, we we had two great interviews earlier this week that is uh, coming up uh, in the next few weeks before we hit our hundredth episode. Uh, Matt's gonna need to go on his honeymoon. I think we're traveling. Who knows? So. We're going to keep the show going. Summer's so hard to get all of our schedules straight, so thank you for sticking with us and listening week after week. Uh, all Out is shaping up to be really, really good. Last night we saw that it's going to be Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa going at it now. Did I? I think, yep. Charlie, you said Confirmed. That, right? When I yep. talked to you, so that's going yep. to be good. Um, yeah, we're going to have the Trios Championship, and all the contestants in that are, are pretty stacked. So, yeah. It's going to be rounding out to be an amazing show. So uh, keep an eye out for those interviews. And before we sign off, we got to do one more thing here, and that is promo of the week. Um, I'm actually pulling an audible here because we spent so much time on um, CM Punk and John Moxley uh, with their promo and their exchange. I'm thinking we should make that our promo of the week because it was so damn good. Make it real easy for the listeners. Get them nice and hard for next week coming up <laughs> when we see them toe-to-toe for the undisputed AEW championship. So, without further ado, we're bringing you CM Punk and John Moxley. 
Hawk, you live in a fantasy world, man. In your mind, you're the best wrestler in the world. Dude, most of the time, you're not even the best wrestler in catering. You think that microphone in your head, you think that microphone in your hands is power. But this is a real world. And it's just a microphone. That microphone and all the words you spit into it don't mean shit. That belt on your shoulder don't mean shit. Oh, who's living fair, in the fantasy world now? To be fair, right now, this belt don't mean shit. Not until I beat you. I am the heart and soul of this company. And every time they call me interim champion, it makes me think of you and it makes me sick. Good. You can be the heart and the soul. I'll be the dollars and the cents. So what now, you done talking? Look, we both know that you only came to AEW because you ran out of money, so don't give me that. Being the best is about heart and soul and guts and fighting spirit, and we both know that you ran out of fighting spirit a long time ago. If you want to prove me wrong, go ahead and do something about it. I don't think you're gonna do shit. We got a match coming up at the pay-per-view, which I will soundly defeat you. If I touch you now, I'm afraid you're just gonna bleed all over me. Uh-oh. Hunk, with the shove and... Oh, 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 here we go. Things are just breaking down. Here we go. Good shit. God. Such good shit. I mean, the only thing better is a Miz promo, am I right? (laughs) Tiny (laughs) balls. Tiny balls. Exactly. (laughs) Totally. They they have so many good lines, and I liked how they kind of interrupted each other. You didn't you couldn't see it too if you listened to it for the first time without seeing it. They threw the belts down. They were ready to throw down. I think, like what you said earlier too, Steve, I think some of it was a little bit serious. But, yeah, I just think... Did you guys ever notice, like, a lot of people come at CM Punk? I think maybe the key to get CM Punk's attention is to come at him hard and dig him hard because I think he likes it, maybe? Does, is that on anybody else's radar? I don't know if he likes it or not. I, I, I don't know. I mean, in general, I just get the impression that he's kind of a... The best word I've heard to heard used to describe his personality is he's kind of a prickly guy. Sure. And I I don't know. I just think he's probably think, probably a little bit of a real life asshole. So Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah. It I think maybe they do it. I think, you know, people what just want to get noticed. Maybe that's how they get the respect. Maybe if they come at him hard, that means that they're gonna wrestle him, which means more money. So who knows? He I think he's got a target on his back. Anybody that goes up against CM Punk, I think they should go full-fledged 139%. Maybe even 159 Because that translates to dollar-dollar bills, y'all. So, <laughs> awesome. 
Great show, boys. This is going to be great. Um, keep an eye out for those interviews coming up. We got some great um, sit-downs with uh, local star Gunner Wicks, and one of our favorites, Baxter Belafonte, is coming on the show again. Um, and, guys, like, do you got anything going on? Are you guys watching anything good on TV that you recommend? We still got a little time before we can sign off here. I was, I'm, so for those of you that are Star Trek fans, and, so, and even if you're not, I think I just watched – my wife and I just watch Strange New Worlds, which if you don't know what it is, it's um sort of um okay, if you I'm not gonna go into detail because if you're not a Star Trek fan, you'll glaze over. But Captain Kirk, the original series, Captain of the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Before him was Captain Pike, and they referenced the character and they this is the Captain Pike, and when he you know, it's Fox in the show and everything. Oh but cool. It's one of the best shows I've ever seen. And if you're a fan of the original show, it's beautifully ties in and references. It's just, I don't know. It's one of the best Damn. shows. I, I would say it's one oh. of the best shows I've ever seen. And certainly, I mean, I would put it up there with the, one of the best star Trek shows and it was a joy awesome. to watch. So I, I wouldn't I give that one five stars, 10 stars in the Tokyo dome. Good for <laughs> you, man. I know, I know you're a big Star Trek guy, Steve. So that makes me yeah. happy when uh, you know the the diehard fans. You know, like yeah. a lot of times, Star Wars people, they're just like, oh, nothing, this, nothing makes them happy. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really nice to hear that you know they're doing justice to your brand, and good for yep. you. I'm happy for you. Yep. Any of you boys got anything that you've been watching lately? Nothing new. Nothing great. Steps I mean, are, yeah. It's always a great night for Below Deck Mediterranean, so usually that's the go-to show in the in the Michelson Ross yeah. household. Oh yeah, where'd you where'd you get that tip from? Uh, you know, I, I feel like the voice is just I can hear it, but it just I can't put my finger on it. I don't know. <laughs> Best show ever! I love that show. So yeah, tune in to Below Deck, everyone. I don't know what I've been watching lately. I haven't had like a ton of time to watch stuff. I watched this documentary on. Uh, HBO Max, The Anarchists. It's kind of interesting. Oh yeah. Um, it's it's uh, it takes place down in uh, Acapulco. I guess that's like the mecca for all these anarchist people for a less government reality. I don't know. I think it's a lot of depressed people that I don't. I don't know. It's 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 weird. It's thought thought provoking. Decent documentary. They have like a cool story to uh, tie it into it. It's only six episodes, so if you want to throw something on, it's pretty decent. Other than that, yeah, I'm excited to see that prequel for the Game of Thrones that they've been pitching on um, on uh, AEW two. I was a Game of Thrones guy, so yeah. What happened with the with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat last you night? Know, we didn't even talk about it. Yeah, that's a good thing to bring up. Like, you know, I thought I was kind of, I mean, I'm a mark for the old school stuff. I was pretty excited. It, they had one little moment with him, but otherwise it was like kind of overblown. Like they called him the guest timekeeper, but essentially mm. he was sitting in the front row. <laughs> yeah. But then they had a segment where Jericho and him got into it at the, in the backstage, which was fun. Cause you know, for those of you that remember, they had actually had a feud that culminated in a match like 13 years ago where, you know, mm. Steamboat, well retired came out of retirement and looked fabulous yeah um and then um so what is it it's uh, uh daddy magic and who's the other guy cool hand luke mm-hmm. cool hand luke kind of got in his face and gave him a little bit of a shove and then uh, uh ricky the dragon popped him so that was sort of the highlight of it otherwise it was just not really a extensive use of a legend 
His mm. name's the Dragon, and it's a dragon themed show. That's kind of what it amounted to. What? So, is there any affiliation with Turner and HBO at all? Like, why are they doing this? Well, isn't HBO partnering with Discovery or something? Isn't there some merger they, or something? Do they own Time Warner? Does Time Warner own all of it? They might. There is a tie-in, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, because I'm wondering if they're just testing the waters because, like, maybe a year ago, we were thinking that maybe AEW would be yeah, Warner their, Media their streaming platform. Warner, Warner Media owns all that all stuff, All of dude. it, yeah. HBO, HBO Max, CNN, Warner Brothers DC... New Line TBS, TNT, True TV, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, Turner okay. Sports. Yeah, they own a bunch of stuff. So, and, and you know, Tony Khan and his infinite, like, you know, kind of rah-rah team thing has been hinting that there's some positive developments with Discovery. So mm. it could all be related to something bigger. We'll see. I hope okay. so. Yeah. No, Charlie, thanks for clarifying, too. I'm yeah. just hoping for a TV deal for Ring of Honor so we don't have to see something yes. on Dynamite <laughs> <laughs> dude hey by the way i've been watching uh like some impact shit saddam singh he's that ball guy he's not the tall guy right no no that's such uh, no, a bald yeah. guy yeah he was he was a long time impact guy hmm. yeah dude people like he was good he, he was, was good. Yeah, he's a good wrestler he yeah. was like a good x division guy for sure yeah, yeah. he was like oh a, yeah he was solid did he just- did he just age out or? Well, I mean, he was an exec or not an ex- He was a um, agent Fucker. or something in in WWE for a while, and oh. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he's that Producer. old. If I had to guess, he's late thirties. But yeah, I think he yeah. just maybe. I don't know if it was injury or just like kind of hanging it up or semi hanging it up. But yeah, he seems yeah. to have gone the office route. But yeah, he was pretty. Uh, the crowd was popping hard for yeah. that dude. In the- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he was a good wrestler. Pumped his tires real hard, but yeah. I think the dude's funny on the mic too. I think he is pretty fun and creative, way better than uh, Sterling or some of these other guys that are running around that I that are forgettable. I don't even know their names. So, oh yeah, yeah. Anyway. I admittedly, Mark Sterling's the one guy where every time he comes on screen, I actively get pissed. Like, no, don't give this guy any TV time. Like, it's a waste of time. Um, I can't wait till all out to see this trios match that's been booked with Wardlow and FTR against Jay Lethal and his cronies. Um, the power bomb of Wardlow that he's going to give to Tottenham Singh is going to be incredible. It's going to be inhuman. I cannot. That's wait actually to. going to be some effort to do That'll that. Be really cool. Honestly, that's probably the only part of the match I'm really excited about. I feel like it's really weird booking for like an all out match. It's, <laughs> it's not quite there with Paul white versus QT Marshall, Dude, but, yeah, but I was just order. about, I was just about to bring up that match because it just reminded me of that time. The dude that we were sitting next to at all out, how pissed he was that QT Marshall lost to, Paul White, do you remember that? He was like all up and he's like, what the fuck? QT Mart, yeah, yeah. Taking it way too seriously, yeah. He was like one of four out of like thousands of people that was not happy with that result. (laughs) He was (laughs) bewildered. He was shocked. It was so funny. He would probably be the guy at the show too that's cheering for for Dutt and like, come on. But no, you're right, Matt. And you know if he does it once, he's got to do it maybe once and it or once again and then a third would just be like oh my god so that's probably how it'll go we'll see though if there's but, more than one that will be impressive and i'll be happy well definitely well you know if there is one wrestler in AEW 
that uh, follows our rule of thumb here. It is Wardlow. Michael he's Wardlow. One guy, Michael Wardlow that has always stayed the course. He's one guy that has always stayed. Stayed humble, stayed hungry, and he stays hard. Triple H. Woo! Yeah.